Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Please get in touch with your survivor stories or thank you letters. You can reach us at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends. My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So unstitching yourself from another person at whatever point in your life can be a very exhausting, very upsetting process. Moving on from a first love is crazy. It's a real journey experiencing love and relationships for the first time. Often we don't have a roadmap of any kind to refer to, so we're slightly flying blind on the whole thing. And coming out the other side of it, having experienced this thing, it's like being an entirely different person. And we have to start creating and living this entirely different life. And sometimes it feels like it never happened. I know that I feel that way about my first serious relationship. TikTok sensation and musician Monty Keats and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is the tail end of 2021. That, and sorry to make this all about me straight away, but that was um, that was a huge, huge moment, as as we all know. Mm. Seeing as my "Why do you think you've got no friends?" friends, "Why do you think you've got no friends?" moment was on the 31st of December 2021. So this oh, is wow. this is a love. This is a big time. So it is the tail end of 2021, and we are based in Reading at mm-hmm. this particular moment. And Monty, in this moment, why do you think you've got no friends? Um, so this was just after like, uh, my, I broke up my first ever long-term relationship, mm. which like, I'm not going into the breakup and stuff. That's all good now. Totally fine. Um, but it was like more so the, 
trying to get on with life after that because mm. I got into a relationship so young and then like you know we had all the same friends we had all of the we shared our whole life basically mm. and then I was like oh now I'm 19 this is everything I've known since I was 17 I'm going back home when I moved out then like everything was like oh I feel like the last two years just like was erased and I could start again yeah but in a good way yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was weird brilliant I mean like I will not discuss in the relationship, but the fallout of a breakup is a very, very weird experience. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I think, especially when you're when you're very, very young, and it's a first experience. Um, so, how old were you when you got together with this guy? Uh seventeen. You were seventeen. Mm-hmm. And you were together for two years. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like when we first fall in love, like. My my first love, above my wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as loving. Yeah, it's it was, weird, isn't it? Because it when you're young, you're like, was it love? Because you don't know enough about yourself yet. Um, but he, the first like proper relationship I had was when I had just turned eighteen, and he was he was a very abusive individual, and I thought having never experienced a relationship having never seen anything like mm, having, that was normal that was normal to yeah. go oh this is what love must be that's how yeah similar yeah and then when you come out the other side of it it is i i similarly to you i look at i was with him for two years mm. and i look at those two years and i'm like they feel like they didn't happen yeah that's how i feel the same way yeah. like so much happened in my life in those two years mm. that now almost all feel insignificant because mm. I feel like I'm a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. But I sort of take in it that none of the things that I am now could could exist if those two years didn't happen. Yes, which I think is a very, very important thing yeah. to flag. Um, and we don't think about it a lot because when things are painful or, um, you know, you slightly regret something... It, it's really important to actually cherish those things because when they were a lesson and also they led you to the place that you were in now, every single second of it, mm. every like tiny nuance. And once you get, and the wonderful experiences that you then have, you go, oh, I wouldn't have had this, had this thing not happened. Yeah, so true. Um, so you broke up, you broke up with this, this guy. And then what, what were your movements after this? So uh, I moved out of my family home when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, That's big as well. Yeah, it was kind of kind of fun, though. I was, <laughs> like, working and doing all the stuff I've always wanted to do. So it was, it was like, awesome. see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yes. um, and I really didn't want to go back just because I didn't want to feel like I'd taken a huge step back. Yeah. Um, and luckily, my brother was living in a house and I got to go live with him and it's so close to my family home, it, like mm. literally like seconds away. Mm. So I could still go and rely on my family who I actually didn't really used to have the strongest connection with. Right, and okay. then I feel like I got to like rebuild that mm. and, you know, reintroduce myself and be like way more myself with them, which was great yeah. as well. And that's, it's, it's so, it's so great and so powerful when you step into just a new kind of nervous system yeah that's that's honestly how i felt in the whole like year gone yeah it's like i've changed my mind about absolutely everything yes yeah and like sure i've shocked myself yeah but in like the best way because i look in the mirror now and i'm like oh cool yeah 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 the reason i started this podcast is because i had a um a complete nervous breakdown Mm. which led to a suicide attempt which led to me being in rehab the worst honestly rock bottom that I can't, I wouldn't wish yeah. it on my worst enemy. But I look at myself in the mirror now and I look at the steps that have been made and I look at the journey and go, 
Thank God that happened. Mm. Thank fuck that happened. Because it was because of that, because I was brought to that moment that I got sober. Mm. And you sober uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because it was, you don't realize it until it's destroying your life. Yeah. It's destroy, and it has destroyed your life. And when with with addiction and things like that it's all about the instant gratification it's all about the here and now and if you've suffered some kind of trauma it's very difficult to see a happy future and so you're just going this is going to make me feel good right now but when this thing happened I suddenly went okay I'm not just taking care of Emily and what's going to make her feel good in this second Mm. I'm going Emily when she's 40. Yeah and you're like looking in the mirror in the in the present moment Mm. that's i feel like when you're present is that's the only time you can think about your future yeah because that's the only time you've like right you appreciate the moment you've got yeah and then go okay now i can Mm -hmm. look ahead when Mm -hmm. i was constantly living like months behind Mm. and wondering why Mm. i couldn't Mm. look forward Mm. and yeah i think it's got something to do with as well um and we um we definitely don't have to uh, go into the details of your relationship but if it was if it was anything like mine the um your amygdala um is just which for anyone who doesn't know is sort of like this little nugget at the base of your brain and it's the animal brain it's what it's where all the trauma is stored it's where the um the cortisol the fight flight freeze is just there and when it's on all the time you're constantly on high you're constantly on you're hyper vigilant it's exhausting and you can't you lose so much time mm, and yeah, i yeah, yeah I think, it sort of just sweeps away beneath your feet and yeah you, you got to the end of it and i was like oh did that happen yeah yeah what the hell mm. and um but the lessons these things give you when you look back at yourself and you go okay i won't let that happen again yeah because you sort of know that you deserve better than exactly it's weird as well because i always when people used to be like you know when people say oh you deserve better and it's like well, how do how do you know yes. when you don't really believe yes. as much in yourself as you should? Yeah, you actually kind of don't really believe that you just have that, which is so weird. You don't at all. You mm. don't at all. I talked about this recently in an episode. Um, do do you identify as an addict uh, or an? I, w- I wouldn't say. I think, I think, um, I I used to dr- like get drunk mm. all that. I I think it was more like the addiction was going out and sort of desensitizing myself yes, and it okay. would be constant like yeah most days of the week yeah if yeah. some if one of my friends was out i'd make an effort to go out mm-hmm. and um like smoking weed all yeah, the time yeah like just numbing it yeah numbing, numbing, numbing. and like it's not like cause i still smoke weed sometimes now and i'll like you know journal and do something cute <laughs> um but like I, I make an effort not to do it in situations where i feel uncomfortable because i don't want to feel like I can't ever do it. Yes. That's why I stopped drinking because I I felt like I couldn't be myself ever. Mm, mm, mm. And it's kind of rewarding now going out and not having drank and knowing that all of the people I spoke to and the connections I made were... Genuine. Genuinely me. <gasps> yes. Isn't yeah. it such a relief? Mm-hmm. It is such a relief. Like going, oh, okay, it's all, it's right. And it does make you realise how many situations you were putting yourself yeah. in when you only got through it because you were drinking. I, I do look <laughs> back like... Uh, some of the stuff and I was like what the fuck like mm, if mm. my mom love you but like if she found out about that I'd be like oh my god mm. and it's like I, it sort of upsets me because I'm like why did I ever mm. think that I was that low enough to go and mm. put myself in that kind of situation that mm. where I'm just like Jesus Christ I'm like mm. okay you survived that like pat yourself on the back yeah but how many more times are you gonna how many more dice? times are you gonna yeah. yeah that's exactly how I felt yeah because your luck will run out mm. like it's 
I'd say it to the people, you know, who, who were struggling with alcohol or, you know, questioning their uh, relationship with addiction. And, you know, they might say something like, oh, I, I drove, I drove drunk and I, I got home, it was safe. Mm. And I was like, had one thing gone wrong, your life would have been destroyed. I remember one time I, I walked from Charing Cross mm. all the way to Battersea. Holy shit. On my own with no phone. Fuck. Uh, How did you find the way? I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. Like, street signs and, like, had my phone for the start of it and then it died. Right. And, like, I remember I came home and, like, told my mum and laughed it off as a joke and she was like, are you being fucking serious? Like, I can't believe you'd put yourself in that kind of situation. And I laughed about it for ages whilst I was still drinking and then I've I've been sober for a month now, actually. Oh, my God, congratulations! That's like, I'm sorry, I'm such a... Sammy Pat buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every time that someone comes in, it's like, this is my sober 24 hours, everyone loses their shit. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> it's got to be done. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, yeah, Thanks. so, um, uh, yeah, and uh, you were sort of thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was like, oh my God, why the fuck did I do that? Why mm. did I think that was a good idea? Mm. I could have easily asked someone for help. Mm. But when you're, you're drunk, you don't care about yourself. You, you don't like, give a fuck. You're just like, fuck it, you I'll make it. You don't give a fuck. And also, you, this thing we were discussing of just going, you deserve better. You, you genuinely don't. You, yeah. You're like, I am a piece of shit. And it's not even like I was in a good place and getting drunk and going out and having fun. I was yeah. in a bad place yeah. going out, getting drunk to force this fun out. Yeah. And then when I was back to being on my own, mm. I still feel just as shit, mm-hmm. just drunk, which mm. kind of means I felt worse. Mm. And I'm like walking through the fucking voxel at like God knows what hour. Like, oh God, okay, well. Oh, here we go. We make it home and then call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just, you don't care. Yeah. You don't fucking care. I I remember putting myself in like deliberately dangerous situations and not thinking about it, not caring, going, Mm. if something happens, fuck it, this sucks. Yeah, like sort of meant to be, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's all this weird holistic thing that actually is very toxic Mm. and dangerous. Um, I think I definitely had a thing which is a deep source of shame for me. And I definitely don't do it at all anymore. Mm. But uh, I would I would put myself in deliberately dangerous situations, sometimes consciously, sometimes mm. unconsciously, but desperately wanting someone to care enough. Yeah, to, to, to reach out and yeah. Yeah, to notice. To notice, exactly. Yeah. To like do something dangerous enough for someone to come and rescue me. Yeah. And it's fucking horrible. One of the best things I ever got told was that like... You know how you you lead by example. Mm. You kind of have to do that with yourself, mm. and you can't expect people to care about you mm. if you're not leading by example. Like, mm. how is anyone supposed to know the love to give you and the care to give you if you're not showing them how you want to be loved and cared for? Yeah. yeah. And if you're constantly putting out, you know, the energy that you, you don't love yourself and you don't want to be cared for, mm. people nine out of ten times they're not like people won't save you. Yeah, they it's won't. Weird. It's bittersweet because. Even like I, I've got such a great cycle of friends. Mm. None of them I really spoke to it about. Right. And I'm like, I was sitting there like, oh, why is no one noticing? And I'm like, well, because I'm not even letting anyone know. Yeah. And yeah. Now I, I'm the kind of person that like, oh, we can all laugh about this later. I'll wait until I'm out of a situation mm. to then tell people because mm. I never want to be pitied in the moment. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was my main problem is like I was embarrassed. Yes. Yes. To even tell anyone. Yeah. And if I, if I wasn't, I probably would have like sort myself out a lot sooner. Yeah. But yeah. But there's so much shame around this stuff. There is so much shame. Yeah. Um, when you're putting yourself in, when you're sort of degrading yourself and, you know, doing things that aren't, 
that people would look at and be like, ooh, yuck. Mm. It's really, really difficult. It's, it's really like the opposite difficult. of self-love. Yeah, it's like the exact opposite. It's self-flagellation. Yeah. It's literally like Paul Bethany in the Da Vinci Code and you've got your fucking whip and you're just like <laughs> going, going to town. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to town. That was like, niche. I like that. That was niche. <laughs> Sometimes it's just mm. going to go out with like yeah. really visceral, visual things. I feel like if everyone was a little step more understanding mm. of people that have sort of been a bit self-destructive mm, mm. and instead of looking at them and thinking that it's something they want to do. It's not a fucking choice. I, I say this like over and over again. by yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one chooses, literally no one chooses to go out and be like and just just self-destruct Why i don't not? yeah I, I don't think people are bad people no, ever no everything is a a trauma response yeah product of what you've learned yes yeah. it is it's a way of coping it's and it is literally luck of the door of which way you go mm. and um it was it was ben west the other day wasn't it felipe who was saying you know when his brother took his own life the way he responded was to campaign, to mm. learn more and go. But yeah. he went, it is, that was my coping mechanism. There is literally no difference between me and someone who turned to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It's just that I got lucky and went that way. Yeah. Um, and I think we do. And when you have been in a place where you are so low mm. and so scared and so alone and self-destructive, when you are starting to come out of that, Although it was terrible, it does give you a deep empathy for other people. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, and like seeing people for who they who they are and their struggles and their pain rather than being like, well, you're just a fucking dick. Yeah, just assuming that they're doing it to be difficult. Because mm. it's not even like, like cause even like when you're young, you do it. Like I, I, when I was really young, I had like health problems and stuff like that. Mm, mm. And I became really like, I was such an inward person. I was not like I didn't really care for friends or like mm. I had one good friend mm. and like I was so isolated all the time even from my family and stuff and that was before I even knew <clears throat> the intricacies of social skills yeah so it's not even like it's so it's ingrained from like when you're so young mm. Mm. and it's so easy to fall back into those places if you've yeah. been there before yeah and that's the thing like I even feel it now sometimes when bad things happen I really have to like shake myself and just be like don't you fucking dare like yeah don't you know that that it feels good when you're like like isolating yourself and mm -hmm. pushing people away and like mm -hmm. you feel sort of some twisted gratification like oh look i'm doing this all myself yeah i'm yeah, getting yeah. better i'm getting better but you're not you're just yeah you're just, just coasting yeah, yeah you're just staying like you're just like, coping. Okay, i'm not drinking anymore but oh we're not, I'm not left the house in three weeks yeah and it's like we well, are not you're not yeah, healing yeah, yourself yeah. you're just locking yourself up in a tower <laughs> Yeah, literally. Mm. When when we experience um, childhood trauma in whatever form that takes, so if we sort of look at it like a like a growth age mm. and lifespan time, and usually you know your awareness, your emotional awareness, kind of just goes on this straight mm. this straight upwards line. But say at five years old something happens that really is a shock to the system. Mm. The cortisol comes in, but it's a traumatic moment. You're going upwards, pauses mm. and flatlines for a bit, and then it goes upwards. So when you re-experience something that triggers that emotion, you do often regress mm. to being that what, Back to what that flatline. Yeah, yeah. What age you were when that thing happened? That's so it's so interesting. I've never heard it put that way, but it makes mm. so much sense to me if I like look back and think about things like. I don't even feel like I progressed much as a person mm. between like my early teenage years to like mm, mm, mm. 18, 19. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but it, it's it's so difficult and then you end up having to sort of 
reparent yourself and uh, yeah. get this on like completely uncharted territory. Mm. You're stuck in the middle of the outback with no map yeah. going, well, fuck, I've got to find water. I wonder where the hell it is. And it's, uh, and then it becomes just modes of survival in whatever form that takes. Mm. But when I know when I was having my, my breakdown, uh, one of the things in like the heat of it and the, like the worst moment, someone was going to be, you are a child. You are a fucking oh, I child. Hate that. But I was also like, wow, that's cruel. It's also accurate. And because I had regressed. Yeah, thinking in that way. Yeah. I had regressed to when I was being abused, when I was um, experiencing deep levels of trauma as a child mm. and went whoom, yeah, back into straight that back self. into that. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was, oh my God, it's it so painful. Yeah, you can't really bite back, can't stand up for yourself. You don't. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing you can do and everything. And it's so. Everything feels like such an attack. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't. The, the, the pain of that and anyone who has experienced that or is experiencing that, my God, I mm. see you because that is horrendous and people look at you going you're so emotionally immature my god you're a child and you're like i'm just trying it's it's weird i feel like it it goes one of two ways like i mean the thing with like my parents and growing up is like i didn't let them parent me past a certain point Mm. because like i felt such there were so many things that created such a disconnect like i I felt really guilty because I take I took away I've got a lot of siblings I feel like I took how many of you are there there's four I've got two brothers two sisters and I'm like second youngest I'm second youngest the best of things I'm one of six and I'm the second (laughs) (laughs) the scapegoat everyone's like oh god should they get fixed we'll all be fine yeah (laughs) it was it was weird because I I felt like I took away a lot of their my siblings attention because right like I, I need these like hospital trips and weird things like that all the time mm. and then i was gay oh, and everything <laughs> oh um, for fuck's sake that is our shit that that created like a massive like just mental block yeah and it pushed me away from all of them and i wouldn't even let them try yes yeah so yeah, yeah. when you said reparenting yourself it's so true because yeah. i'm at an age now where i can't really be parented anyway like i go see my mum and dad and i probably would go for them to like get advice but I mm. don't really think I can Mm-mm-mm. purely because I don't like know how to do it I, mm. I, I wouldn't do it really when I was younger so it's like I don't can't read like a to-do list and go and yeah get that yeah so it is like reparenting yourself yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. that's why I've, I feel like I've changed so much because I feel like I've done so many of the things that I wanted to do when I was younger mm. like just retook those opportunities now yeah in like the the in the adult form obviously yeah. like I'm but it's amazing that you're that you have this awareness and you're doing it so young like that's really admirable mm, and really incredible and you should be so really incredibly proud of yourself um because it takes well I'm sorry to all the lessons I just pointed out of myself <laughs> it takes people much longer to do it and um also I have huge huge admiration i've said this before and i'll say it again until i'm blue in the face but i have huge admiration for anybody who walks themselves into any kind of sobriety whether that be Mm. from substances or emotion if you're emotionally sober if that is done without being literally forced to when you still have friends when you still have family when you Mm. still have work when it's when your life is see outwardly Mm. okay but you make the choice for yourself yeah Whereas someone like me, when I was literally, li- I mean, not literally handcuffed, but I was restrained and like 
shoved into rehab. Yeah, and just like an animal. Told like sit with it and like yeah. deal with it. Yeah. yeah, mental. And I was forced to mm. um, because I didn't have the gumption or strength to do it yeah. on my own. So I really, really do admire for someone so young to be doing that. I think is is truly incredible. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're I've been sober curious for a long time before actually sober deciding. Sober curious is a really it's great like, way just to like, describe oh, it. Maybe I should. Yeah. yeah. And, sober curious. Oh, like, God, I'm going to coin that shit. Go for it. <laughs> Trademark that in the end. Um, but yeah, just like for a long time, I was like, oh, I can see how this is going. I've mm. seen this film before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept telling myself, like, no, you're older now. Mm. Like, you've got adult money. That can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was like, would you, if your friend mm. told you, oh, I'm going in this direction, mm. what would you tell me to do? I'd be like, well, I'd tell my friend to stop. That's such a brilliant way of putting it. And I'm my friend. Yeah, exactly. I love myself. Yeah, and it... I want to like feel like I do. Exactly. Yeah. And it is so funny how we can so easily apply love and care and perspective to mm. people outside of ourselves. It's, it's a lot easier to put your feelings onto other mm. people. Mm. It's the same way with like situationships and things yes. like that because it's so easy to project everything that's going wrong in your life onto someone else yes because all of a sudden it's not in your control and yeah. you're like oh what can i do about it yeah but one of the best things i think i've ever done is i am responsible for everything that's ever happened to me oh my God. i want to i want to really believe that every failed relationship every time i've been in trouble be it like if in it doesn't seem like my fault yeah i have to be so aware that every decision i've made has led me up to that point yes yeah so every decision i make from that point can get me away from it yeah and then you get the control back and i think that's yeah the nicest way it's kind of when you do put yourself in bad situations you're like oh fuck it's my fault yeah but you have to really sit with it and be like yeah it's my fault yeah i put myself in this situation but I can get out of it. I can get out of it. And what moves do I make to make sure it doesn't happen yeah, again? Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's even just having the awareness and recognising mm. what's happening in the moment, which is so brilliant and powerful. Because it's very easy to, when you have experienced a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, to be in a sort of slightly anarchic um turbulent situations mm. and go oh this is just normal this is yes yeah, it's all part hell. of the plot is what i used to tell myself quite often I'd oh, be like, yeah good. it's just for the band yeah yeah oh my god what a story this is me in a chapter of my memoirs great. yeah well um, put this in the journal <laughs> <laughs> oh god when they dig this up it's gonna be fabulous yeah <laughs> um but like it's it's very easy to just let it sort of come past you and have this pain come over you and wave because it's very familiar but actually to go whoa this is not working Mm. this is painful it's not only painful for me it's painful for people around me it's i need to break this pattern and step away from it as scary as that feels yeah it's 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 weird like emotional pain obviously like physical pain if something's physically hurting you Mm. it's so present and you can feel it so much and you can see it and you're like okay i need to fucking stop this because like you know if i'm putting my hand on the stove and it burns i'm gonna take my hand off yeah but when it's emotional you just like you don't know what's happening you don't know what you can't pinpoint it it's not like you can just go oh yeah it's that one thing yeah and just get rid of it Mm. and that's why that's kind of stuff's way harder to heal i think Mm -mm. if there was some kind of i don't know machine like a fucking radar yeah yeah. that could like scan our brains and then go it's this bit Mm. and you could go like oh great i can i can fix that you can't see it do you remember that one time when you were five (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you were five i'm not gonna lie there is a machine it's called shrooms (laughs) no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my my only problem with with shrooms is i had my breakdown on shrooms that's not good no it's not good uh and so i am very afraid of them i think 
with that kind of like with like plant medicine is that what people call it yeah, yeah the yeah the microdosing i think you definitely need to already be in a good place yeah and that's the thing people are like oh you can just do this and you're you're on, you're on trip and you'll see your fucking childhood and it's like i actually don't want to see that i do not want you're to look at my childhood and it's fucking like, awful i feel like it's really great for people that are you know in a good place yeah yeah you know they're not gonna see like a demon <laughs> yeah or anything nasty i mean when i when i did it I was with people who were not safe. Mm. I I was not safe to myself. I was in full blown addiction. Did shrooms. Tried to jump out a window. Mm. It was it was horrendous. Yeah, it's because you, you, you're even more. I feel like when you're in a bad place, you've got no control of your thoughts or your brain, mm-hmm. and then you're putting something in your body that's going to take away all that control. Yeah, yeah. It's oh like, my god, well, yeah. not a good idea. But but you know. Safety first. If if it is something you're considering, like if you are in a good place, then yeah. Yeah, I do think like I've I've heard so many stories and like I've done it myself personally and mm. I've recently in a in a good place mm. and like been around good people and you, you come out of it and you're like oh okay yeah but a hundred percent I couldn't have done it oh god I, yeah just do guys PSA do not do shrooms when you're in a bad place. It will not fix Slide that one out. It's just, just on the to-do list. Scribble it out. Just say no. Mm. Literally just say no. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, do you mind me asking, and you don't have to discuss it if you're not comfortable, um, about when you came out to your family? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind. We're so good now. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, yeah, it was a shock, I think. Right, okay. I don't know how, because like, fucking look at me. But like, <laughs> it was a shock, nonetheless. Like, people were like, oh. What? Um, yeah, I, like, my sister actually did it for me, because I was too scared. Oh, wow. I was like, please, like, if mum brings it up, can you just sort of hint? Yeah. And she did. And I think my mum was just a little bit like, whoa. Like, yeah. Didn't see it coming. And also, I think I probably should have said it myself. Right. I don't right. think that helped. Um, but hindsight is very shaming. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we sort of, we tried to speak about it. And I think just a lot of the way she viewed, I think I, at first, didn't understand it. And now I really do. Mm. When you're a mum, you you give birth, you know, obviously, <laughs> oh, obviously not actually, you know, um, <laughs> but like you, you've raised this child yeah. and somewhere or another, you've got their life planned out in your head. Yes. Yes. And like, how couldn't you, you know, you've like raised this little fucking weird thing since yeah. like literally was growing inside you or whatever. Yeah. So I think my mum had a lot of different ideas for me mm, and mm. was just like a little bit confused. Like, oh, mm. okay, well, everything that I thought was going to happen mm. isn't going to happen. Yeah. And I think it probably was a scary thing for her to sort of feel like she was giving up that control. Not mm, like she was controlling, mm. but to sort of be like, oh, okay, you're making this decision for yourself, which mm. is going to change everything that I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of like scary. Coming out is 10 times scary, a PSA to mums. Um, but yeah, so I think after a while we spoke about it and we were like, 
yeah, yeah. We, we now have like i tell mum about all the like guys i'm seeing and like all awesome. of them that made me sound like a whore um, <laughs> all the guys no i tell my mum about um, all the guys yeah so yeah she's she's up to date and she loves it and mm. My dad is like real traditional geezer. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, cool. You if do you're you. happy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's quite like, um, I've been talking about the full, the fallout of relationships, especially when you're young, um, because you're with this person. And as far as you're concerned, your future involves this person yeah. and involves the plans. And you make this, yeah. and there is a road in your head. And when that breaks down, you're not only losing this person, you're losing this future that you thought you had. Especially being gay, because it's like, I never had like those little tiny, like high school romances and mm. stuff. Any of those I had were like real taboo secrets I couldn't tell anyone about. Mm, or like, mm. And I never really had like a, oh my God, this is my boyfriend everyone so it was yeah. like yeah i've got that and part of you even if it isn't the best you don't want to lose that because you're like mm. it kind of took me a lot to get here like mm. not saying that straight relationship breakups are any fucking easier or harder <laughs> yeah. but it's like you sort of have that bittersweet feeling of like fuck i really wanted this so bad yes. like so bad that i was yeah. willing to you know like tell my family and change their whole perception of me and tell the world and yeah. get all this backlash for it from people that don't agree with it. Yeah. It's like, am I really just going to throw that away? I sacrificed all this for yeah. you. It's very painful. And it was, it, that was literally the case as well. Like I hadn't really been out for long. Then I got into my relationship yeah. and also he came out for me as well to right, his family. Right, so it was right. a real big, like we've given up a lot for each other, but it gets to a point where you've given up too much for each other and you yeah. don't really have enough of yourself left. Yeah. So you've got to go off and do your own thing. Um, Sarah Keyworth and I were discussing this the other day that she, when she was growing up in Nottingham and genuinely thought that she was the only gay person mm. in Nottingham and then came, That's across, how I felt. Yeah, yeah. came across this one other girl and they were like, and she was like, well, this is going to be it. Yeah. There are no other gay people. And so when it broke, when it was breaking up and going out, she was, it was like fucking awful. And then you go out into the real world and you're like, shit, we're fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I had to go out and so hope we're Do you think that creating the content that you do now is in some way cathartic? Do you the, feel like it or, or it gives you more control over your childhood? The content I make, uh, like on TikTok and social media, no. I'm like, I absolutely, like, I just take the piss out of everything. And everything <laughs> is just a fucking joke. But that's also how I live my life. Like, yeah. everything is a joke to me now. Like, I want everything to be as lighthearted as possible. Yeah. Um, when I actually did get out of, because I always wanted to make music, even ever since I was a kid, I used mm. to sing in school talent shows and silly things like that. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I started actually making music the start of last year Amazing. and that was real like oh my god I feel like I finally found something again like I spent hours a day learning how to play piano again yeah and like writing songs like, I used to, like I write a load of poems yeah. you know on the notes app everyone does don't lie everyone's got a notes app poem everyone everyone I I, I guarantee it and anyone who's yeah. ever done you're fucking yeah, lying yeah right it's like get to fucking know <laughs> because that shit helps but yeah I started turning those into songs and like I already had friends that did music and it was always something I wanted to do yeah and I sort of was like, actually, why the fuck can't I make this yeah. a thing I can do? Like, yeah. I have all of the, like, it's, like I, it's not like I'm, like, tone deaf. Like, I can play play piano and I just sort of learn the skills bit by bit. And mm. and I'm now I'm getting ready to release my first song in a couple of months, hopefully. Oh yeah, it's all ready to go. That is so exciting. But it, that's, it feels so good to be like, I took this big shitty situation mm. and made all of this out of it and all yeah. of this is so fucking cool like yeah. the things that i'm doing now i'm like 
like even like just going to a session mm. it's like oh my god what the fuck i can't believe this like i'm actually stood here like making a song and it's it's real yeah and it, it feels like that's like you know a diamond's been made out of this really shitty situation that's exactly it and the word that i love and then using and sort of saying diamond is brilliant because you um my favorite one is alchemize mm. when you alchemize your life alchemize your life when you, when something has been so painful and dark and like this I, I, just mess of tangled roots and you in some way take that and turn it into something beautiful and turn it into something that you can be so proud of mm. is just the most amazing thing yeah it really isn't yeah alchemizing alchemizing into a diamond just mm. it, it, it's such a beautiful way of putting it and it's really and it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of awareness and i think and a lot of bravery yeah. i think it's uh, the the majority of that is like you really like it's like taking a weed whacker to your brain mm. and just like i i I get it for even from the people that like have followed me for a while. Like sometimes they're being fucking twats about it, but sometimes people are being nice. Mm. I get told a lot that like people don't really recognize me, and I, I still think I make the same kind of content. It's just I, I look different. I've sort of experimented a lot more with the things that I knew that I always liked, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just instead of like embracing these bits of myself that I wasn't crazy about mm. because I thought that's what everyone else liked. Mm. Why don't I just embrace the bits that I know I like about myself? Yeah. That's going to be way more sustainable. Yeah. And truthful. Yeah. And a, a lot of it was, I think a lot of people really, whenever people say that to me, like, oh, you've changed so much and they bring up like my ex relationship and they bring up like the person I was then. Yeah. I hate it because I'm like, I hate that you guys like that person so much because I didn't like that person at all. Really and it reasonable. really, really gets me sometimes because I'm like, can you fuck off and just let me like let me like grow but it's yeah. also like i've put my whole life on a big platform like what can i expect yeah but, but it's that is really painful it's really. not ideal <laughs> to go to the person who was in a very dark space very painful space to people go oh can you just be like that again yeah it's like i can't i couldn't i like i love that i look in the mirror now and i don't really recognize it's myself because i'm like who's this guy yeah like, and it's beautiful it's so nice um the the person i look at myself 18 months ago i do not recognize yeah. the person at all the decisions being made the behavior the the just way of life everything about it is so alien to me so alien and I've been I've been lucky enough that I haven't had people going, oh, like I liked it when you had really long hair, mm. <laughs> whatever. Like no one said that, and so I've been I feel it's like being given this opportunity to grow and change yeah. and step into a new a new person. But I guess um, similarly to relationships and friendships, that often when you step into something like sobriety or you mm. step into just a new way of living, people do fall away. Yeah, I've I've noticed a lot. Like, yeah, none of my friends, but it is weird. Like, it's kind of when you do social media, you notice it way more because you've like sort of collected all these yeah like, following of people that are supposed to enjoy the person you are. Yeah, and then you stop enjoying the person you are, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. am I gonna do? And these people, but then um, with the with the people who fall away, and I've had it a lot. I lost a lot of friends. They're supposed to though. Yeah, uh, I lost. But what I've realized is that that space that was created has it's just made room for yeah, the for right people to come yeah, in yeah 100 um and i think it's maybe similarly with uh with content creating that you will step you gotta shake it off yeah mm. and there will be people get well they can go fucking follow someone else the thing is as well all the people that say like oh 
we don't like this. We don't like that. Like, I'm just like, go away then. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't know what else to say to you. Like, you're commenting on my video saying like, oh, we miss your old hair. I'm not fucking bleaching again. Yeah. Like, why does like, it matter? Why the fuck does it matter? Yeah. Go look at something else. Yeah, like, um, there's a million other blonde men on the internet. I promise you. Like, scroll down two videos and one will fucking pop up. Like, it really gets me. Yeah. But also, I mean... My big thing is I'm not a very emotional person unless mm. I'm like called to it. Like I've got no problem talking about how I feel, mm. but like I've got a fucking robot voice and I'm about as emotional not as like a breadstick, like on my own. <laughs> so like when it comes to it, it's just not like, I feel like a lot of people don't believe me when I'm talking about my feelings because they're like, you sound fine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm autistic. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. But it's Okay, you have no emotion in your voice. Yeah, I know. So I feel like, yeah, I can't really expect people to like follow along because I struggle to follow along myself. So I think the best thing to do is just make peace with it and be like, cool, you don't like it. Yeah, cool, man. Have a, have a scroll, babe. It's like, fine. Enjoy your evening in bed. Like I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, literally. Going, okay, you don't you don't like me, there will be there are hundreds of other people i always try and put myself into the like headspace of people that give hate comments as well because it's like imagine this you're on the bus <laughs> love it. scrolling through your instagram and you're like oh, i really fucking hate this guy do you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna type 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 <laughs> and you could just there's so much rage in this fucking 20 word little comment send they'll put their phone down and forget about it for the rest of their day yeah get off at the next stop yeah. go live their day yeah. they won't even think back to what they said mm. Whereas I get it, I read it. And if I wasn't in a good place, like, well, how I used to not be, mm. I'd read it and be like, fuck, are they right? Mm. And it would play through my mind all day. And mm. I'd go to wear things that I like wearing. And I'd be like, oh, actually, I'd probably just chuck on like something else because I know people aren't really feeling this. Yeah. And it's like, people don't realise this sticks way fucking harder. Yeah. When like, because like they, they think that they're just like a grain of sand in a desert. Yeah. But it's like when you say something nasty, it's not a fucking grain of sand. No, it's not. It's like a giant boulder has been dropped on my head and I'm like, oh shit, well, yeah. now I don't like my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's now that I'm better though, it's like, fuck you lot. Yeah. The healthiest mindset is fuck you lot. Yeah, literally. Like what else are you going to do? I don't care. Mm -hmm. the, the, when people say it's, um, and I think it, it's great when you start doing something that you truly that truly feels comfortable to you. The example I use quite a lot is that when I was when I was younger, when I was at drama school, that there was a very specific way of singing, mm. which was not my natural way of singing. I do not sing like that naturally. And so every time I got up, we had to do a lot of singing. Oh. And I would get up and be so scared. Yeah. Like just... shaking because I was like, I do not, this is not natural. I do not know what's going to come out of my mouth. And I get up and be like, it's just somewhere. And it was fucking horrible. Come on, notes. <laughs> but then, like, the minute that I started singing just in the way that I usually sing, it was that I now do not give a shit. Mm. I don't, if someone goes, I don't like your voice, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Whereas before, I was like, I am so dry. Go listen to another one. It's yeah. like, there's, there's I don't a lot a on Spotify at the moment, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care if it's not for you. That's fine. I like it. And so it's... um. It gets so much easier to go, cool man. It's a nice bit of freedom, I yeah. think. Like, like, I, th I, I think people should give a fuck in some things in their life. Mm. You know, yourself, your mm. friends. But other than that, there's not a lot that really needs much thought. I mm. feel like I overthink so much mm. in the wrong ways. Mm -mm. Like, 
I I was sitting like oh I used to sit and think about you know what fucking user one two three four five said and I'm like <laughs> hot guy thirty four yeah and I like I just was like wait who the fuck are you yeah, yeah, I feel the yeah. same way about people commenting on like what Sam Smith wore to the Brits it's like complaining about their outfit it's like you're all sat there talking about what a fucking millionaire mm. has worn to the Brits mm-hmm. are you at the Brits <laughs> are you a millionaire are you Sam Smith probably not. No, so like what, like you're like you're what is it? Fucking Bob from the fucking Queen Vic down the road is like, I don't like what he was wearing. Okay, like we'll wake up and live another day. Like, I just don't get it. It's literally it happened. In, it happened in the barbers. This guy walks in randomly claiming that like female hormones are being pumped into Starbucks cups because they're trying to soften us, so we all turn into Sam Smith. And I was like, you have put too much thought into this. <laughs> Just, like, grab your fucking latte and go. If we're talking about feminine things, babe, take off the fucking cold foam on the top of your drink. <laughs> like, it's all a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> you have thought about this too much. It's, it's so true, though, right? People, they, like, really like to, like, think so deep into other people's lives, and I realise that that's why they're doing it. Because they don't want to sit and think about their own. No. I don't want to sit and think about my own life, but I'm not going to focus on someone else's. Like, that's extremely counterproductive. Everyone loves it. Everybody loves it when somebody else is the focus of negative attention. Because it's so easy to just push everything onto someone else. So I don't like what you're wearing. You didn't like your outfit when you looked in the mirror this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would hate it if someone said it to you. Sam Smith outfit, the birds, it hurt no one. Not gonna lie, I think they kind of fucking slayed as well. Like, <laughs> the attention was called for and the attention was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? 100%. Like, no one's wearing that and thinking that they're, like, serving fucking, like, JD Sports. <laughs> it's intentionally supposed to be, like, what the fuck? What is that? Yeah, 100%. Like, but people don't get it. It's <laughs> camp. Like, sorry, you don't get it. I feel um, bad for the people that don't get it, actually. Because I'm like, you'd love a bin bag. Come on. So, at this point... <laughs> <laughs> just wish you had the confidence to wear that um at this point i want to ask you uh we've talked about a lot of things but i want to ask you what are the things about you as a person that you genuinely love and cherish oh god i know <laughs> yeah, the reaction to this question is always so brilliant um um it's weird. I'm not saying I don't love a lot of things about myself. I, I think I do. I've learned to love a lot about myself as well. Maybe that's the thing that mm. I love and cherish about myself is that I feel like I gave myself a second chance, mm. which is like, sounds so wet, but like... No, it's absolutely true. It's like, I I don't know. Now I'm doing everything that I feel like I always wanted to do and I'm going for it and I'm just like... But like, you have to be the first person to give yourself a second chance, I think. Yeah. You can't expect anyone else to like pick you up and like take you in the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to just pick yourself up and just be like, you know, I want to do this thing. Yeah. I want a second chance at, yeah. at my happiness again. And if you don't, then you're never going to get it. So it I think... It's a fuck ton of gumption to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's all I've got is audacity, honestly. But yeah, I think what I love about myself is that I've learned to give myself a second chance and other people as well. Mm-hmm. And like just forgiveness, I think is a big thing. Really important mm. one. That's brilliant. Like, I wouldn't have the same relationship with my family or anyone or yeah. old friends or anything like that. If I didn't just learn to be like, you know what? Yeah. I've changed. So why can't you change? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Apply your own movements to other people mm. as well. Because everyone's on their own little journey. Yeah. Everyone's literally, everyone's just doing the best they can most of the time. Yeah. Um, 
And this next portion is just a really lovely little portion mm-hmm. that we like to call thank you letters. Um, so is there a, it can be anything, a person, mm-hmm. a place or a thing that you want to express gratitude for? Um, my sister's going to cry, but I'm definitely going to say my little sister. I might oh. cry. I love my sister so much. Oh no, if you cry, I'll cry. No, I, it's probably unlikely. I haven't cried in a while. Um, <laughs> but I really love my little sister. That's like she is, she's always been my biggest fan before I even had people that followed me. Mm. Like before I even knew what it meant to like build a following or mm. start a career where you need people to look at you and call for that attention. Yeah. And she's always she's she's literally best friend like therapist she made made me comfortable with my sexuality she did everything and more for me like i can't wait until Uh i'm in a really good position in life because i don't want her to ever ever know any struggle or pain and i know she probably will Mm -hmm. but i really just can't wait to just do everything i can for her oh that's so lovely thanks queenie (laughs) i really love that's that's made me quite emotional um uh it's just really beautiful um to and also because when it's often when it's something like that, they give it so selflessly. Yeah, she really did. Yeah. And she wants like similar things to me. We have the same dreams. Oh and I'm I really like part of the reason I want to do so well in life is because I just love to give her a head start. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, like I will make her a nepotism baby. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, come on, babe. Like, <laughs> I love it as a like, baby. Like I it needs to happen and I want I I want everything I want for myself. I I know she wants for herself and I wanna be the one to give it to her because she, she really deserves it. Um is there anything that you are working on? Actually, no, you mentioned that you're releasing yeah, some music. Music coming out soon. I've not got a release date, but it's already. It's, Which is so weird to like be like, yo, what the fuck? This is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Have you done the thing, like, I've done it when I when I released music, that I then, my mum and I were in the car and it played, and I sang along with it, and I was like, you never sing along with a song um, where it is exactly you. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> to hear it and be like, yo, this is an auto-tuned. Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is natural. Yeah. I'm so talented. <laughs> it's nice, it's nice. It's also so weird. I've never felt proud of myself. Yeah. In like a, in like a proper, like, Oh shit! Mm. Like I, when I first got the, like the first like finished bounce back of the song that I'm releasing in March, hopefully mm. March, um, I nearly cried because I was like, mm. "Oh my god, this is like me." But it's evidence. What it's like fuck? it's real. You can feel yeah. it, you can see it, you can touch it. Yeah. Because the you know the emotional changes and the mental changes are brilliant. You can recognize them for yourself, but you're like, there's no kind of like poster around mm. here to look at. Yeah, it's like when you're in school and you like did your art project. Mm. Like if I really cared about art much. Yeah, I was like, yeah, do you know what? This is cool. Mm. But this is the first time I've been like, oh my God, what the fuck? I made this. Yeah. And like, I like it. That's amazing. That's nice. That's really cool. Congratulations. And congratulations on being a month over. That is fucking incredible. And so it's a very difficult thing to do at the start. And so really, really commend you. Especially when you go out. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because everyone and their mum is like, do a shot. And I'm like, (laughs) Everyone in there, Get a tequila! Yeah, I was a tequila fiend as well. Oh, so. I was such a tequila fiend. Vodka and tequila. Mm. Oh my God. Best friends never let me down and then screwed me. They really let you down. <laughs> they, they really they fucked, fucked me. They fucked you guys. They, they fucked me harder than really anybody else. Really not fucking else. cool. Yeah. That's fucked me. Oh, big up tequila and vodka. Well done. Mm. Best sex I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Some of the worst sex I ever had actually was thanks to tequila and vodka. So. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, bye, bye.
Um, thank you so so much. Thank for you for having on. me. This has just been such a joy to talk to you. Thank you for being so open, so honest, and just sometimes a little bit too open. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm I my I want to say my dog's straight. It's absolutely not. I'm an oversharer mm. to the max. Also, I don't think you can ever be too open, but like it just makes everyone else feel a little bit more like, oh yeah, yeah cool. I'm not insane. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll do it within like the first three chats on mm. it. I'll be like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the thing as well no more drinking on dates it's like fuck am i ever telling someone my life story in like the first 10 minutes it's like i'm so sorry to put this in last minute but it's really funny <laughs> if any if i've been on a date with someone who has listened to the podcast i they are very open very quickly and it's like they're going i can get free therapy and maybe a blowjob yeah see the things i used to talk about on uh, the old podcast i used to do I landed me in a lot of trouble <laughs> With a lot of the people I was seeing, so <laughs> I'm actually completely like celibate, single, not seeing anyone now, and it's actually kind of great. Too. I'm like, fuck men, and not in that way. <laughs> so, oh my god, perfect way to end. Fuck men, and not, not in that, that way. way. You, thank you so, so thank much. you for having me. Join me next week with my guest, actor and incredibly funny individual, Harry Trevaldwin. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lane underscore UK. To have your story or thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story either at the top or in the subject line same with thank you letter we really want to hear from you we don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week or favorite place person or thing something you want to give gratitude for we are here for all of it don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll talk to you soon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.